Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's Unk. Welcome to the fourth quarter podcast with Ed and Unk. That's right. Hold your foes up, people. That means hold four fingers up for those who don't know. <laughs> Coming to you live on this cloudy Super Bowl Sunday. And today's topic is, of course, the big game. Super Bowl 53. The New England Patriots versus the Los Angeles Rams. Vegas Odds has New England favored at two and a half points with the over-under at 56. You can watch Super Bowl 53 on CBS or the CBS app. The game is being played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. I want to start today's mini-episode off with how each team got here, starting with the Rams. The Rams came into the playoffs as the number two seed in the NFC. They come into today's game averaging 33 points per game and 435 total yards of offense. They received a first-round bye and played the Dallas Cowboys at home where they literally dominated and ran the Cowboys off of the field to the tune of 200 yards rushing from C.J. Anderson and Ty Gurley, ultimately beating them 30-22 to to move on to the NFC Championship. Then, they went on to New Orleans for a rematch from the regular season to face the number one seed, Saints, in the NFC Championship game. Now, we all know about the non-call that wasn't called and I'm still surprised New Orleans is still trying to change the outcome of the game. And we're two weeks removed, but that's neither here nor there. But I want to talk about the game now. The Saints jumped on the Rams early in the first quarter, 13-0, before Jared Goff and the Rams were able to score 10 unanswered points to go into halftime, only down three. Now, by the fourth quarter, the Rams had found their mojo, tying the game at 23-all at the final buzzer to force overtime, in which... They went on to kick a field goal to win the game. Come on, Saints fans. You had a whole overtime to try to win the game after the call, and you didn't execute. I don't want no excuses. I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it no more. Y'all should just give that argument up because y'all had a chance, and y'all blew it. And now for the Patriots. New England came into the playoffs as the number two seed of the AFC. They come into today's game averaging 27 points per game and 403 total yards of offense per game. Just like the Rams with their number two seed, they had a first round bye and ended up playing the other team based in L.A., the Chargers, at home in in Foxborough, where anyone who actually watched that game, it was over by halftime, let's be honest. I mean, New England ran the ball right at them. And by halftime, the score was 35-7 to and ultimately 41-28 by the end of the game. Now, as you can see, it may the final score may say it was a close, closer game, but it really wasn't. The Chargers scored all their points in pretty much mop-up time and garbage time, so don't let that confuse you. Then New England went to Kansas City for a rematch from the regular season of their own to face the number one seeded Chiefs, led by NFL MVP and East Texas native out of White House, Texas, quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Hometown shout out, my boy. Now, New England got up early in the first quarter of the game, 14-0, 
while holding the Chiefs to zero points up to halftime. Now, the second half will be a totally different story as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs finally started putting some offense together as it turned into a shootout. But with every score, Tom Brady and the Patriots will find a way to answer all the way back to a 31-31 tie going into overtime. New England won the toss where they went on and to score the winning touchdown, ultimately keeping the ball out of the Chiefs and MVP Patrick Mahomes' hands. Now, the Chiefs actually ended up, well, let me say Mahomes actually ended up outscoring the Patriots 31-23 in the second half in points and 24-14 fourth quarter points. Yes, Patty Mahomes put up 24 points in the fourth quarter, but being held scoreless in the first half and not even getting the ball in overtime to have a chance to score will make any team lose in this situation, even the Patriots, if you ask me. So, here we are, both teams in the Super Bowl, and let me share a little bit of history and knowledge to all of you for the casual fans that don't that just look at the game on the surface. Let me share a little knowledge and information to you about both teams. This is New England's ninth Super Bowl appearance under Brady and Belichick in 19 seasons. Ninth. Well, 18th season? Yeah, 18th season. Nine Super Bowl trips. So that means with that math, they make the Super Bowl every other year. How about that? Now for the Rams, this is their first Super Bowl appearance in 17 seasons. Back when they faced ironically, Brady and the Patriots. Now, the parallels from that Super Bowl were flipped because the Rams were the experienced Super Bowl winning team and Brady and the Patriots were the young, inexperienced team who hadn't been there before. Now, we all know what's happened since then, so we're not even going to get into that too much. Now, this is New England's third straight Super Bowl appearance and their fourth in five years. With them, of course, being the Seahawks in Super Bowl 49 and then coming back to beat the Falcons in Super Bowl 51. And then, of course, losing to the Eagles in last year's Super Bowl. Now, I want to get into the players for a second because I want you, because what I'm about to tell you, I want you to, I want you to let marinate for a second before you watch the game. Now, the Rams have four players on their entire team who have Super Bowl experience. The key to lead, CJ Anderson. Brandon Cooks, and Sam Shields. Those are the only four players on the Rams that have Super Bowl experience. Now, two of them, Akeem Tlaib and Brandon Cooks, have actually played for New England before. So, that's where they fall into the equation. And, of course, Brandon Cooks playing in the Super Bowl last year for New England. And C.J. Anderson, who played with Tlaib when they were on the Denver Broncos at the time, who were the last team to beat the Patriots in a conference championship to keep them from a Super Bowl when they ultimately went on to win Super Bowl 50, beating Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. So, and the other is Sam Shields. Most of you probably don't even know who he is. He was a Green Bay Packer for the longest, and, yeah, of course, that was the last time he went to the Super Bowl. So, you know it's been a hot minute since he been to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, those are the four players on the Rams who have Super Bowl experience. Now, for New England. New England has four players with Super Bowl experience. 
on the defensive line alone. On the defensive line alone, New England has four players with Super Bowl experience. So now, I ask you this. Would you take the fireworks and firepower that the Rams have? Or would you take the less boring but totally experienced Super Bowl vet heavy New England Patriots? Now, you don't have to answer that right now, but we'll get, we'll get to that another time. Now, on the Belichick, New England is 30 and 11 in postseason in postseason games. 30 and 11. That's 30 wins and 11 losses. Now, 30 wins just in the postseason, and no one is even close to second. He is in a field of his own, and everyone else is playing catch up. Now, the Rams, they have 26 wins. They have 26 total wins. That includes regular season and postseason. They have 26 total in the past two years combined. Including regular season and postseason, the Rams only have 26 wins. Belichick, in the postseason alone, in this 18-year stretch, has 30 wins. And that's, now, that's to put into perspective of the kind of excellence that they have had. He has 30 victories in the postseason, where the the next game isn't promised. Like, this is, game, if this is the NBA, this is game seven. He has won 30 Game sevens. Think about that for a second. Now, yeah, the Rams got a lot of firepower, like I said. And like I said, the Eagles showed you last year, if need be, you can win a shootout, but you have to make key plays. Like the Brandon Graham strip of Tom Brady towards the end of the game, that was the key play of the game. You have to make key plays. You can't just shoot outshoot them in a game because that's not going to help you win. But man, nine Super Bowls, three straight in 18 seasons under Brady and Belichick. Like I said, people, I take experience over over the fireworks, the firepower, the shiny things any day, any day. But that's just me. I'm an old head. That's why my name is Unk. I'm old head. I think deeper than millennials. All right. But that's just me. All right, now it's time for my players to watch in the game. Now, these names I'm about to drop to you are, are players who I think who I think will actually end up making the most impact, even though the numbers might not show it. I feel like these players, if they have a good game, will be the determining factors for who wins this game, actually. Now, for the Rams, first, it's Indomitian Sue. Now, I know Aaron Donald gets all the attention and all the praise. You know, being back-to-back defensive player of the year, having leading the lead in sacks with 20 and a half at the defensive tackle position, which has never been done in history. Like I said, he, he gets all the attention, and deservedly so. But if you've been playing, paying attention these past two playoff games for the Rams, and Dominican Sue has been playing some really good football. We know... We know how the game went against the Cowboys. He played an excellent game in that divisional round. And against the Saints, well, come on. They held out, they held Ingram and Kamara to under 50 yards rushing for the entire game. They held both Ingram and Kamara to under 50 yards rushing in the, a, in the NFC Championship game. So, 
You tell me if damn they holding them to that many yards. You tell me if he's doing a good job or not. Next is his defensive line partner on his other side, Dante Fowler Jr. Now, of course, with Aaron Donald getting all the attention, and also when Dominican Sue, with him getting his deserved attention, this leaves Dante Fowler on an island with the tackles to wreck shop, as my people would put it. I'm talking about he has the chance to, as I say, put it in the bowl. He's going to have a chance to be one on, singled up on tackles pretty much the entire game. And he has to take advantage of that. Because the interior is going to be, they're going to be focused so much on Donald and Sue that you're going to have to have a good game for them, for the Rams to have a chance of winning this game. And on the offensive side for the Rams, it's Robert Woods. Yeah, you could say Jared Goff needs to have a good game. Yeah, you need to say Ty Gurley needs to have a good game. You can even say Brandon Cooks. But if you ask me, their most versatile receiver and their biggest threat is Robert Woods. If they can get him going and get him into a nice groove and a nice flow into the game, and he can make some plays for Jared Goff, and they can get some play action going, I believe they can win the game that way. Because if all the attention is going to be on those on Jared Goff, Gurley, and Cooks. So Robert Woods is going to have to come through for him and make key plays for him. Now, for the Patriots, you can say Brady, you can say Edelman, but I'm going to go James White. And if you ask me, it's for one simple reason. He has been the best player in the past three Super Bowls. He's been the best player. You can say Tom Brady or you can say whoever. No, no player in the past three Super Bowls for the New England Patriots has been better than James White. He should have won the Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl 51 against the Falcons. Okay, he scored 20 points on his own. That is a Super Bowl record for any player. He scored 20 points. So, my eyes will be looking at James White coming out the backfield, catching balls from Brady, because when James White is in the game, 95% of the time, they're going to pass the ball. So, I'm going to be looking for him to have a heavy workload in the pass game and to help open things up early. And he's my player. He's one of the players to watch for New England. Now, the other player, and this is my X factor. If you ask me, when it all comes down to it, when the game is on the line, who needs, who's going to need to perform in that fourth quarter, and who I got my eyes on, it's Gronk. Yeah, I know you're probably surprised. Man, Gronk is old. He's basically an offensive tackle playing tight end, catching balls. But listen, man. I've seen. I've been watching Gronk this whole this past two weeks leading up to this game, man. Like I feel like Gronk is still teetering on whether he wants to retire or not, and he still hasn't yet figured that out. And so I feel like Tom's gonna make sure if this is his last game, he's gonna make sure that Gronk is putting every opportunity to be in a good matchup and to have a good game. Cause like I said, Gronk is that whole retirement thing is still. You know, riding over him right now, and no one pretty much knows. So, I feel like Gronk is going to have an excellent game because I feel like everyone is counting them out. <sighs> That's my people to watch. That's Those are my players to watch in today's game. Make sure, remember, Sue and Dominican Sue, Dante Fowler Jr., Robert Woods for the Rams, and then James White and Gronkowski for the Patriots. Keep your eyes out. 
for those five players. And now, you know what time it is. It's time for my prediction on who wins the game tonight. Well, if I had to put all my chips and coins, tokens, dinero, all on the table, I know a lot of people are going to be very, very, very salty about my prediction, but I'm going to go with a shootout, and I'm going to go 34-31 New England on either a last-second Fourth quarter or overtime field goal. I think ultimately Brady, with his personal experience in these Super Bowls, will control the ball in time of possession in the first half while Jared Goff and the Rams sort of adjust to that kind of atmosphere. Then they finally find themselves in the second half and get the offense rolling. But ultimately the Patriots get a key stop and Brady marches them downfield, executing the two-minute drill, setting up Gostowski for a game-winning field goal. Like I said, either in fourth quarter or overtime. So, my prediction, 34-31, New England. Tom Brady wins his sixth Super Bowl. And, yeah, Grunt rise up into the sunset. That's my prediction, you know. <sighs> Let me tell you something, people, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great opportunity doing this podcast, you know. I just want to take the time to just, first off, say that this is going to be a great opportunity and that this is going to be something that I'm doing for all the people of East Texas. All the people. So stay tuned to the fourth quarter podcast. Stay tuned to it. Alright, this is going to be a big thing. It's going to be big coming soon. But we need your help. We need the people to stay up to date with everything. We need you to like, follow, share everything we do. We need your help. We're not going to be successful without you. So I want to take my time to everyone who has followed and liked our fourth quarter podcast show on Facebook. I want to say thank you. And to those who haven't yet, go to Facebook and go like and follow our page at fourth quarter podcast with Ed and Unc. You can follow us on Instagram at Ed and Unc at the Fourth Quarter Podcast Instagram page. And we'll be looking forward to you. Well, there you have it, folks. On this Super Bowl edition of Fourth Quarter Podcast, this is Unc checking out. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for more sports fun and info from Ed and Unc. Enjoy the game, people.